Hello and welcome to Gundam. I hardly know them. The book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order. I'm Michael Pippen and I'm joined by one guy who didn't have a psychotic break in the last episode. We got Christian. Hello, darlings. <laughs> yeah, today uh, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it every time. Just the two of us. <laughs> You and I. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about the Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam uh, movies, a new translation. So, um, yeah, just the two of us. We couldn't get everybody to, in addition to watching uh, 50 episodes of a TV show, also watch three movies. It's, it's a lot to ask. So it's just Christian and I today. But you're in good hands. Don't worry. You're in good hands. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know, honestly, I wasn't looking forward to watching the movies. I was like, well, you know what? I, I would like to do a mini-sode, so I'll watch the movies. Because I was expecting what I experienced uh, while watching the, the first set of compilation movies for Gundam 0079. And uh, I had low expectations, and I was blown away. And I'm extremely happy that we did this. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Of the m- compilation movies for 79, uh, which ones have you seen? Did you watch them all? Uh, No. I feel like I watched the first one and most of the second one, and then I just kind of stopped because we yeah. were busy doing the show. So I was like, eh, I don't feel like I need to watch the last one. Yeah, I think that I felt the same way. Like, whenever we started this se- this season of the podcast i was definitely like i'm not watching the compilation movies because i watched the last one i like went out of my way for the podcast to watch the third movie uh from the original trilogy and it didn't really give me much could, like opposed from the show i felt like it was just more watered down but i have to say like these movies i think just based off of the fact they were released so much later than the series really I don't know, really added something. Yeah, I mean, a a whole lot. And two, and we'll get into this later in the episode, you know, while the first set of compilation movies was pretty loyal to the original animated series, there are some major differences in the movies for Zeta. Definitely, yeah. I was like, I don't know, I think it's interesting to watch them now, considering how fresh everything was, because I really, like, right now I have a good idea of the timeline and so i kept on being like wait at this point this should have happened in the show like at this point the day of dakar should have happened at this point like four should have already been brought back to life like we should have already seen this so that was like very interesting to have like a very clear idea of what they cut out and what they like you know kind of skimmed around um so I, i felt like right now is a really good time to watch them but i definitely considered this to be a really like good experience and i I wasn't forcing myself to watch them at all. I was enjoying it by the end, especially. Oh my god, yeah, I I loved every every minute of, and it was so funny watching the air to the stars or whatever, and seeing all the the characters again. I'm like, oh man, all the tragedy that is about to happen to you. Yeah, <laughs> just, I know. It was so sad, but I loved it. Yeah, I was like, I just finished the last one this morning and. 
I was just like, please don't, like, you don't have to kill Emma again. Just like in the movies, can I she know. just live? <laughs> can she <laughs> like, just I don't, be alive? <laughs> I don't want to have to watch this again. They did, like, not only did they let her die again, they, like, didn't even uh, update the animation for that scene. No. They just, like, let her die in the exact same way. I was, like, almost crying again. So brutal. <laughs> I was hoping so hard that that was going to be one of the changes, but it was still sad and it was i mean of course it was more sad the second time because you just know everything and you know what's going to happen exactly um yeah so a little bit of background on the movies so in celebration of gundam's 25th anniversary and it was also the 20th anniversary of zeta gundam the 50 uh 50 episode series was compiled into a movie trilogy called mobile suit zeta gundam a new translation um, so the main idea was to fix some of the issues that Tomino had kind of seen within the show and the ones that he thought didn't, you know, that didn't age really well. And then also to kind of commercialize the series again and make a little bit more money off of them. So these, like one of the things that makes this so drastically different from the first uh, trilogy of movies is that these came out so much further on. Yeah. So these weren't released until 2005 and 2006. So much later, you know, so they're more like, I wasn't ex- like, I was expecting the animation that was redone to be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be so stylized in a new way. Yeah. And we were talking about it, uh, you know, before we, before the episode, but how at first, we thought the transition between the original animation and the updated animation was going to be kind of jarring and distracting. Uh, and it turned out to be completely the opposite. Like, Yeah, I think for the most part, it, it worked really well. At the, there were some, a couple of moments at the end where within like the very like a very same setting, they did some switching. And I was almost like, why didn't you just can, like reanimate this small scene? Like right. it was just like a very, it was just like interesting choice, but I think all in all, especially because it, it seemed like what they reanimated was like in different settings, then I, I felt like it really worked. Right. Like besides, I would like to know besides the, the parts that were rewritten or the, like the parts where the story was changed, I would like to know met- the methodology behind the decision-making of mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to, let's reanimate this scene and not these other ones i mean yeah and and again not even thinking about okay what's going to make this this endeavor easier or uh you know convenience wise there have to have been some interesting creative decisions between like oh let's update the animation of this uh, and not that definitely yeah and i feel like i think i was reading it was like something like it's there's like a i found a thing where it's like percentages okay so around 33 percent of the first movie is remastered 70 percent for the second movie and then 80 percent for the third movie so it's kind of like they ramped up how much they were gonna reanimate as they went on yeah um but i found that like yeah it, it definitely would would be interesting like i wish there was like a behind the scenes documentary and i'm sure there is but just probably not in available in english or maybe not even available subtitled of you know how they decided to choose these things because it was very like sometimes i was like oh it seems like they're mostly focusing on action like all the action seems uh-huh. to be 
reanimate it. And then some scenes, like, it was like the most random thing was reanimated. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then the, the, some of the battles still weren't. So it's just like, uh, it's just like an interesting choice, I guess. I will say one of the things that I noticed, like in terms of some of the random things that were reanimated, uh, there were little, like, human moments that the the characters had, like Emma Sheen. Like, mm. her character shines so much more brightly in the movies than they do in yeah. the show. And it's partly I because agree. of the, some of those minor moments that mm. aren't really necessarily important at all, but they're they're satisfying to watch because you just you start to see them as like people and not just the, the characters in the show yeah um so they i do look, i do love they some look of those like changes. real people like yeah the way that they're animated they look like more realistic so like it makes them feel more real and like the way that the proportions are better and like their eyes like have more life in them yes and i think yeah i think emma was a great example because i mean i'm the number one Emma uh, stan on the show. I love Emma. She's she's my favorite character, and so like I for the movies, I was just like really excited about how much her character was given, um, as far as like development, and they seem to like really bring her character to life and make her less just like kind of like stagnant. I don't know. Yes, she's kind of one note in the show in some ways, but they definitely like gave her more of the life. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Like human moments. Like there was a moment where they all like ate cake together on the Argama, I think. Yeah. Like strawberry cake. And like that's just like a very nice scene to add that like didn't wasn't necessary, but was very like nice little moment. Or like little moments where where Shinta and Coom are messing around with Bright while he's trying to, you know, do things on the captain's chair. Like I it watching them move me made me want to be in that space longer. You know how like when you're watching a show that's so satisfying, you're sad when it's over, you just want mm-hmm. to be in that little world. I feel like the what they did with the movies made me feel that way about Zeta. Yeah. I did not feel that way about it watching the show. I I enjoyed the show, but I my feelings were different watching the movies. Mhm. I think it gave it also gave the space in which they were occupying more reality. Like it seemed like they were in like real places mm-hmm. in like the geography of where they were, like seemed more defined where it's like a lot less, like it's like a lot more opaque and like harder to really understand the makeup of the ships and kind of where they are in the yeah. show. I feel like that's one of the things that I think worked really well with the movies. Um, but now I think, I think it would be kind of interesting to kind of start off like a little bit of the discussion about the movies just talk about obviously they're cutting down 50 episodes into three movies where you lost a lot of story so i think it'd be interesting to kind of for the people who don't watch both kind of say what was lost in the movies and what was added so i think the thing that i noticed right off the bat is the whole first section which was like the first three episodes of the show that whole first section camille's not really developed in any of that section the sh- the movie seems to more follow quattro slash char and his story as he like breaks into the colony which uh-huh. is like was all animated very like very nicely but we didn't get uh we didn't get camille's like slice of life with fa and we didn't get him getting arrested uh-huh his story only gets picked up when he's arrested yes we we the first time we actually run into camille 
is when he's in the interrogation room. Uh, we don't even we the scene where he punches Jared in the face is it's a flashback scene. It's like a callback while they're they're yeah. fighting in mobile suits. And honestly, uh, like seeing it that way and just registering how I felt about it, I was very much like, okay, yeah, that's I'm feeling this. Like mm-hmm. just jumping right into it. Uh, the show, like an animated series, it's mirrors 0079 in a way where a lot of time is spent on like him coming to terms with being a child soldier. Um, which is fine. It's I'm, I'm not saying it, it's bad, but I did kind of, in the movies, I like that we just kind of jump right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder... And it would be interesting to like just show somebody the movie and be like and kind of ask them how they feel about Camille because like his character, I don't know. Obviously, you're gonna get less development when you get less mon- like monotonous moments and like less of like the daily life of a character. So I did feel like it would be interesting to see if how people felt about Camille as a character through just watching the movies because we don't get that kind of his life before this incident like you're introduced to him in custody. It's just a very different introduction than him, like running away from class, you know, and getting on the linear train Uh and, you know, seeing that daily life. So I'm just like wondering how that affects the character as far as how people would see if you just saw the movies. Right. Everyone's character development suffers in the movies because there's just not the time. And Mm -hmm. I guess my question is, what would have been a way to work around that like is there is there a third way uh yeah you know in terms of like get some of the juice behind the character's motivations and decisions um but also kind of streamlining the story so mm-hmm. like reko is another example of that like we yeah. one of the only cues we get that she's not feeling great is that she's throwing plants down the waste chute and uh it's like okay, I guess she's something. Something's off with Requa, but uh, that you know, obviously in the show we have more time to understand yeah. why it is that she's you know changes sides over to the Titans and stuff like that. That's that's a really good point. I feel like out of every story, I think that a lot of the cyber new types lost development, and then I think Requa really lost motivation, like as to why she left the Argama for the. Uh, Dogo skier like it just didn't seem to make much sense in the movies I think if you're watching the movies it would be hard to understand um, but again like as like just a kind of placeholder for the story or as just like an experience like if you have the background as like if you can fill in the gaps with your knowledge of the show I think it works incredibly well oh yeah and it's but designed if, yeah. for that it's designed for people who already are exactly. there yeah yeah and it's like it's like how like the first movie of any superhero trilogy, it's always like the, you know, com- like how they got their powers. And then like you never want to watch that movie again because like you you just want to see them with their powers or whatever, you know, right. like I don't need to see Spider-Man get bit in every single movie. Like just like I want to get to the part. And so that's kind of like what we lose with like Camille, but it's like it works fine if you've seen the show. Like I don't need to see him doing all that stuff, but Right. It uh, it wouldn't work 100% maybe for somebody who had never seen it before. 
Yeah, and that's why you can't fault the movies for for maybe not doing more character development or, or, or filling in some of those gaps because it's, you know, for the reasons you brought up, it's it's true to what it's it's going to be. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, a tribute to the fans and, um, you know, uh, an update of the show. Yeah. One uh one of the things I did write down that I thought was funny considering it came out in 2004, 2005 um was that they decided to include laptops as just like new technology in the show. Yeah. <laughs> just like a, just like a, a modern technology that existed in our world, they like decided that they would add it in. Um so like all the characters just have laptops, which is kind of funny and then like you know if that came if they like redid it now they'd all have like ipads and tablets right or like (laughs) holographic you know something or other yeah Yeah. exactly but one of the things that they showed on a laptop was footage from the show so they showed footage from the colony 30 incident as like yes they were showing a character and i thought that was like a really interesting uh thing that they did that was like instead of having them actually travel to that uh, uh, abandoned colony and do all that mess, they can just kind of touch on it with some like quote unquote news footage or something like that. Yeah, that was neat. And at first I was like, hold on, is some of that from where there corpses and stuff like that in the first series? And for some reason I got it confused. But I was like, yeah, no, that definitely. I had, I actually had the same thought. I thought it looked like footage from seventy nine, but it wasn't. That's footage yeah. from the episode where Camille kills, uh, Lila, yes. Jared's girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. the colony. Yeah, that's another that's different one thing. She dies in a different way. I mean, very similar to how she dies in the the series, but she dies pretty early on, and just in a in a quick fight with with Camille. It doesn't last very long. No, no, yeah. And the the pace of that is like rapid. It's like Jared meets Lila and then they're like have like this weird relationship immediately and then like she dies so quick like so soon thereafter and it's just like I don't know. There's not a lot a lot of time for emotional resonance, but again it like it works for like what it's doing, which is reminding you of the show kind of. Yes. Yeah, and that's Jared's another character out of the show that's honestly i didn't like how he was treated in the movies i feel like there there could have been something done to give him a little more weight yeah i think yeah that's another one of my notes actually is that it, it is like he's another one of the characters along with like requa who doesn't didn't get i feel like enough weight behind his character for the show or for the movies yeah, because really he's just kind of there in the movies. Yeah, so one thing that I thought also didn't work as well in the movies is Camille's relationship with his like new type, cyber new types. So obviously Rosamie was like pretty much just cut from the the movies. Yeah. Like she played the part that she did originally like at the beginning, but then she never came back. Yeah. Um which is like fine. Like I think that worked well, but it was just like an interesting thing because she did play such a large role in the ending of the show. Uh and and how did you feel about 
for and Camille's relationship in the movies versus the show? You know, I didn't really think about it, honestly. Um, like in terms of a comparison, because I guess in my mind, I was referencing the show the whole time I was watching that stretch of, of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think about um, the major differences in their relationship, you know. Obviously, it's not de- as developed as much, you know. Yeah, um, it just it, it was weird the way that especially the like their first encounter in Hong Kong City. It was like the way that they cut it together was it didn't like have a lot of breathing room. It was like they saw each other and then they immediately were hanging out. And then they like they separated, and then they like went straight back to hanging out again because I think they like cut out a battle in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and that kind of like didn't really, it it didn't work as well for me. And I think without the reference to the show, I feel like that was like a really odd decision to kind of cut out a large part of what I think developed Camille as a character. And then right. especially with considering she she dies in that explosion. Um, when Camille heads off back to space Mm -hmm. and then in the show, she's brought back with the stuff at Mount Kilimanjaro, which is in my opinion, some of my favorite part of the show is that section when um, Camille and Quattro go back to earth for the second time, all of that's cut. So we don't get any of the cyber new type lab. We don't get any of the data car speech, obviously. And we lose that second time with Amaro, um, which I felt like, I don't know. I don't know what you could have done. I don't. I think that it definitely was cut out for a reason, but it right. it was like made the whole his relationship to especially to four less less important, know, less powerful. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't like in terms of the movies, it it wasn't as uh, impactful, or you know, mm-hmm. as much of a, a ripple effect. And you know, yeah. uh, leaving out Rosamy towards the end there. I have too much of a problem with that. Like, yeah, to me, it was kind of annoying uh, in the the animated series. And then, you know, while you were talking about. um, Four. I'm trying to think of like, how would you redo that so that the relationship. And the the impact of the cyber new type still is as important but also can be streamlined through the the movie's kind of storytelling. Yeah. Um I don't know, maybe like they I could have know. added in like him having like after her perishing, like we know what a new type's like consciousness can do like post death. Like that's already kind of been introduced with Lala mm-hmm. in um, like the discussion between Amro and Shar. But maybe they could have done something with four to like where her death had like a, a bigger effect on, on Camille permanently or something. And like, maybe he like a Jedi, like a dead Jedi, they speak to each other or something. I'm not sure, but I seem to like leave something out a little bit. I love that idea. And it would, that would be a, a simple way to kind of insert some, because to me, uh, thinking back on it, uh, in the movies, he just kind of picks up and moves on from that event, you know? <laughs> and yeah. that was a really big thing for him, you know? And um, in the anime, 
So yeah. it would, I think it would be a simple way. It's not very disruptive at all. They just have like a little kind of psychic conversation really quick. Mm-hmm. And like him kind of having some kind of closure on her passing. Yeah. But it could, yeah. I don't know. One of the things that I feel like maybe they cut it out and to kind of add in was that Camille and Fuzz, Fuzz relationship was so much better in the movies. Mm-hmm. I think that like having them, their like love for each other came through a lot better. And so I think that maybe that's something that they put an emphasis on. And I think that they improved Foz's character so much i think you know we were talking about emma's character shining more in the movies i think that mm-hmm. Foz's character had the best kind of change because they they took out so much of like her not being good at stuff and took out her like getting like a lot of her piloting taken away from her they took out a lot of her mistakes and they just left in her being great at you know at things which was nice yes and then they just added in a lot more appreciation from Camille for Fa, which I really liked. Like, remember whenever they are reunited, um, they're like trying to kiss, but they have their helmets on. And like, yeah, that was a really like kind of <laughs> cute moment of them trying to like kiss each other, but they're like, we can't kiss with helmets on. And it's like, I don't know, it was just entertaining and also like made me feel like she's appreciated by Camille, whereas in the show, it's just like he takes her for granted and he's toxic and shitty to her. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like, Also, what I love that was removed in the movies was Camille's kind of like distracted interest in all of the female characters on the Argama. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, like, simplifying that, I think, makes a world of difference for the show. And, um... Yes, uh, like everything that you said, uh, I completely agree with. Like helping Fa shine a little bit more, I think it serves the series. You know, mm-hmm. um, should we? I just thought of this, but they also take out a lot of Shinta and Kum. They, and do. they don't make they don't make Fa like have to worry about them as much, which yes. also probably is another reason why I think that her character is treated better. So they like don't make they don't make as much of a deal of her being like a womanly like taking care of the kids character and they gave her more like responsibility as a pilot. Right. Which I think definitely serves to update the series quite a bit. Um and one of my favorite moments is the the, the very end of the third movie and I don't know if we should jump into that uh that major difference yet or not. Yeah, I think we should. I think that like Unless there's, I can't think of anything major, um, in between the second and third. Like it seems like, yeah, we lost Rose, like the whole Rosamy situation, which, like, yeah, I was kind of bummed about. But after you said that it didn't really matter, I'm like, yeah, it actually doesn't really matter. It doesn't bring anything to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like most of the stuff with Axis and Haman Karn stayed pretty faithful to the show. I don't, I can't think yeah. of anything that was too drastically different. I mean, other than probably like minutia things that I can't really think of right now, you know. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like everything just happened again. Like the pace is rapid in the movies. It's just like mm-hmm. it was like she was meeting with uh, Jamatov like one minute, and then she was meeting with him again, and Soraka was there. Like all of that, like politic kind of stuff, got pretty like mixed up. But nothing, nothing seemed too different about 
the Menevazavi story or Shar story. Um, so I think that I think we're probably pretty good to talk about the ending. Yes, and one quick note before we hit hit up the ending is, and I there is definitely a caveat with this statement. But watching the movies, I feel like the the storytelling in the movies obviously streamlined, but I felt like it was clear. Like I I had a better idea of what was happening watching the movie than I did watching the show. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I watched the show before I watched the movie, so yes, I have a little <laughs> much better idea of what the heck is going on. But yeah. uh, I I feel like the movies did a great job in terms of clearly communicating is there anything that is there anything that you can think of that you definitely realized from the movies that you didn't from the show because there's like one thing that i remember which is i didn't realize that whenever um jared you know had to climb over all those people to jump on that ship and um and jaburo i think or wherever the fuck they were. Um, I didn't realize that Mao was the one that saved him. I totally missed that in the first, in the series watch through, but she's the one that pulls him aboard that. Moar. Ship so yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I seeing that again. Uh, I feel like I had the same kind of realization. It's like, Oh man, like, that oh, that's how the relationship yeah. started. I didn't even notice that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's, let's think. Just the uh, like, like you mentioned the the cloak and dagger and all the intrigue that happens at the end. That mm-hmm. was just so much more. I understood. Oh, that's why um, they're trying to play one another off of each other. You know, I feel like the Argama's just trying to do its thing and survive while yeah. Yamatov and Hamid Karn are like gaming each other out obviously Sorocco's this wild card over on the side as well mm-hmm. and i think the movies did a good job of like making that all really interesting and entertaining but also simple enough to understand yeah i think that like since because there's like yeah there's um jamatov and, and like Haman Karn, and then we have like obviously the Ayug. like they all seem to have like pretty like clear ideas of what they're working towards Mm-hmm. But then there's like two kind of wild cards in Sirocco and Yazan, and I think that's really where it gets confusing. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? What the fuck is Yazan up to? And then like he ends up killing Basque. Yeah, and then Basque. Basque also seems to have his own ideas. There's just a lot of different people that seem to all just be looking out for themselves. And I think that's what the movie more solidified to me was just like Basque, Jamatov, Yazan, Sirocco. Like these are four guys that are technically on the same side of this that all just want power for themselves, you know. So, uh, yeah, they all just are, are like it's like Game of Thrones, you know. It they're all trying to game out and see how the situation falls and how to take advantage of the right moment. Yazan is like the quintessential guy. He mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of the character in Game of Thrones, and I can't remember the name of him, but he's the cell sword guy, and he like yeah. I know you're talking about. I also can't remember the name because my brain's broken. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, he he's just an opportunist. He kind of like aligns his allegiances to whatever works out best for him in that moment. Definitely. So I think let, let's jump into the ending. I wanna I wanna talk about the differences a little bit and 
kind of which you know which we prefer like which kind of i don't know so obviously in the show the show ends with camille basically breaking like he's broken and he's yes what's the best what's the best way to describe it well um people online say he's like in a vegetative state but he's to me he's more of like a in a very advanced stage of um like dementia or like alzheimer's kind of state where mm-hmm. he's lucid enough to be kind of like be babbling about things but uh, he's not like a vegetable necessarily you know mm-hmm. yeah he seems to be yeah just broken as a person and um not capable of necessarily like the context of everything that's happening around him just like almost like childlike yeah in a way um whereas in the movie i was like kept on waiting for something to happen like after he killed soraka kept on being like all right like he's like seems kind of normal like when does it all like when does everything kind of hit him and then it just kind of ends with him being mostly fine i think like the ending was like i thought really good like with him and uh yes like hugging and like rolling throughout space like I felt like that was really tender and like very like a very strong ending it but wasn't it was so... cheesy it wasn't it felt mm-hmm. appropriate you know what i'm saying yeah. uh and like in terms of like raw emotion and feeling uh of the, between the animated series and the movies like the the series left a pit in my stomach like i felt yeah. like you know some movies or TV shows you watch and the ending is just like what? If, yeah. If anyone has seen Twin Peaks and like watched the the very exactly. last episode That's exactly of the, what I was going to say. That's <laughs> exactly my, how I felt. Yeah. Did that really um, happen? Yeah, and like is that how it ends? Like there's there's like got to be like an an extra scene after the credits or something. Like there's got to be something to like kind of like tie a bow on it and i kind of like it when things end like that yeah like i i kind of i enjoy that feeling but it did with with zeta i just felt so much like with the series i just felt like it didn't seem complete like it almost felt like they got to the end of the episode and they were like wait do we not have another one to kind of explain what's happened here like there's no explanation yeah because things um, are very much up in the air after yeah. those events like who has power now like like what exactly happens next for the argama you know what uh, what's gonna happen in these people's lives like i need to know (laughs) but instead you're just left with fa being like oh shit i think camille's like gone (laughs) and then it ends that's how it is but in the movie that was like one of my absolutely favorite moment moments of the whole trilogy when they're kind of floating off together well because it also felt like I think that maybe Tomino was just in a much better place when he went to redo these and just like had kind of worked through some of the depression that he had when making the the show. Right. Maybe he realized that like these characters, like a lot of people deserve to have this moment of just like calm and like peace and just like a loving embrace. Like the best, the best case scenario for them is just to have each other. Um, and that's like a very nice, like kind of uplifting way to like to end the like to end the movies. Um, I mean, I 
for me, I, I like that the show's ended how they how it did. I think that like a lot of these series that we end up watching, a lot of the movies are probably gonna end how the movie did. And I really like that the series kind of zigged where you thought it was gonna zag. Yeah, and it was just like you're. Yeah, you want you want the nice embrace and hug. We don't get that. So to me, the series is canon. Like to me, that's what happened. Yeah, but I like still like definitely felt like this worked so well as a movie, like the ending that it had. In in my head, canon, the the movie ending is what I want, obviously. But I know that's, <laughs> that's kind of like the the cheesy, you know feel good yeah. ending that you just that's, are trained yeah, to want i that's realize why the that doctor i love on the show yeah <laughs> <laughs> i realize that about myself but but yeah i i do also appreciate and understand the ending of the animated series like uh, i do appreciate when things kind of violate what you what you want or what you expect artistically mm-hmm. it, it there's a lot of value in that you know yeah i agree i think that I think it's good to have both, but I mean, I think it's also a really interesting decision to make such a drastically different change because to me, that's massive. Like that's a massive change in how I felt finishing the series and finishing the movie. Like I just felt so completely different. Right. And I almost feel like it's uh, like, again, like Tomino's mental state and perspective at the time and how that shapes what the overall like, deep messages from the show like how are we supposed to feel about human nature after watching all this is it just like always violent and greedy and you know uh Mm -hmm. cynical and pessimistic or do we have something to hold on to and hope for in the end you know yeah uh so the difference between the 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 series and the the movies like definitely you know makes you think about that question Definitely. We did get, um, as like, in addition to just the massive difference in Camille's character, um, we did get, like, a little bit of extra scenes on Earth with Amuro, Beltachica, Hayato, and Fraubo kind of all hanging out together watching the battle, which I thought was kind of nice. Yeah, that was interesting. And then we got an additional scene with, with Kai and Sayla which I was like really pleased about cuz that like gives me hope that Sailor's back in the story um maybe with in Double Zeta or Shar's counterattack like I haven't looked anything up I have no idea whether or not she comes back into the story but I have hope that she she plays a part in it. Oh my so, gosh. So for me that was like I felt like that was really cool to have and that's one of the things that I felt like the ending of the series really didn't have is it just like ended with the battle and didn't show how anything else ended. It was just like this is how this one thing ends, um, and that left me feeling a little bit like wanting of more like closure, I guess. So I did like that bit of the movie for sure. I don't, I don't know if we touched this on the last episode. We did, like, uh, if we ever talked about the fact that Kai doesn't show up at all for the rest of the show once he leaves, and yeah, how his, that's kind his, of like a major loose end. Yeah, his character is not treated that well in the show like he seems very cool when he shows up and then never plays a part again even in the movies they show him more yeah like he has more of a part to play which i find just like a little bit i don't know like a little bit cooler the way that he's treated in the in the movies 
I feel like it was cheated a little bit in the show. Like I hope got pumped up a little bit when we got to see him be a badass. And I, oh, I can't wait to see what else he gets mm-hmm. up to. And then that, and then that was it. You know? Yeah. I feel like he could he could have his own little mini series. I agree. Yeah. I feel like have you ever seen like Lupin the Third? I feel like mm-hmm. like Kai could have his own like adventure series like that or something. Yes. Something just exactly like, like that. Yeah. Adventure of the week kind of style gets it some hijinks yes and like james bondy hijinks i would love that mm-hmm. i would like that too um but yeah i think you know we did it we did a pretty good job here covering covering the differences and stuff if if somebody asked you as you know you're obviously an authority on the gundam franchise now you have a podcast on it you're yeah. you're like the professor of gundam if, and if somebody said, like, I'm going to watch Zeta, should I watch the movies or the series, what would your recommendation be? If if it had to be either in this. Yeah, one or the other. It, yeah, yeah. It's on Reddit. One of these people that comes to Reddit for answers for everything, they're saying, like, I'm going to choose one. Do I watch the series or the movies? Which would you say? Oh, that's hard. You know... My first inclination is to say, dude, just watch the movies. But I, I feel like it, if if you're going to experience it, watch the show. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be my answer, too. I think, like, how I would treat these movies is probably the same way I would treat this the original uh, origin movies or the, the original three for the first series. I think they will be what I go back to watch. Yes. I think if like if in a year or two I want to rewatch Zeta, I think I'm going to put the movies on. Exactly. And just like and just have them on the same way that like I would have on like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, or, just to kind of like have and like see again. Or like, but, uh, fucking um, uh, be Cowboy Bebop, like the rewatchability yeah. of the movies to me. I was ready to rewatch them as soon as I finished it, you know? Yeah. Cause, yeah, they're so visually appealing. The one thing that, like, makes it harder to rewatch the movies is that they don't have a dub, so it's not great background movie. Like, you can't be in the other, like, room making food and still hear what's yeah. happening. Um, if you, don't li- if you don't understand Japanese, like, neither of us do. But I think, like, they do a good job of covering the story that you love but if somebody was only going to watch one, I would definitely say the series because there's so much in the series that you're not going to get. And there's so yes. much like, again, the, the pace of the movies is insane. And like it moves <laughs> yeah. from one thing to the next, like it's so fast. There's no room to breathe. There's no day or night cycle. That's understandable. Like it seems like the, the timing of it's off, like off the wall. You're speeding um, from one event to the next, you know? Yeah. It's a compilation movie. So what, what can you yeah. do? Yeah, the one, yeah, I'd say the the pacing of it is definitely the worst part because it definitely, like, you can't tell exactly where we are in the story and, like, how long things are taking. Um, Whereas the show, because it's episode after episode, you have a lot better of this, like, every episode seems like a new day or, like, a new chunk of this story. Yeah. Um, And I think that just works a lot better for this story. Um, But, yeah, I will definitely be watching these again. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of something that uh, came to mind while we were talking about that. It's it's lost on me. Oh well. 
Well, one thing that I think would be interesting is, you know, maybe since we, especially since we didn't cover the, like, the original three movies and we just watched the the show only, maybe, like, when we finish this journey and we finally get to the end, maybe we take the time then to rewatch the first movies. And maybe we ask Simon and Alex at that point to watch the Zeta movies or something and kind of, like, you know, kind of come full circle on the story so that, you know, using the breadth of the 40 years of Gundam, you know, knowledge that we've acquired through this process, yeah. maybe like we have a different appreciation for, like, the origin of I this. that's a great idea to revisit those things after watching everything else. Like, everything will have such a different impact and importance to it because yeah. there's just so much more emotional weight once you've spent more time with the that you know the universe definitely yeah i did i recently saw on twitter somebody who like had watched everything but they never watched the original series they just watched the movies like the compilation movies mm. so they were just tweeting about their their feeling and like how excited they were about finally watching the original series and like i think it would be interesting to yeah with all of the like all of the knowledge that we gained to, to rewatch the like the or- original movies and just see how that feels. So maybe yeah, maybe at that point we can get the other boys to watch these and yeah. see how they've aged for them as well. By then we'll be big stars. Yeah, we'll have uh, we'll have so much knowledge and references and more subscribers and listeners. Yeah, speaking of speaking subscribe, of, subscribe. <laughs> Ring that bell. Rate like and button. review, baby. And, you know, talk at us. Uh, send us a tweet. Send us a message. We're out Definitely. here. We're out here. We um we have way more subscribers and we have way more listeners than we do followers on any of our social media. So if you're listening to the show, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter because we know a lot of you are missing from... Uh, from the uh the community so yeah come through um we'll be posting some stuff on reddit soon some questions and other stuff to uh have some more interaction as well and one thing i'll probably stick in uh a little break in this episode but we have a survey out on all of our social medias please uh if you don't mind fill out that survey it'll help us kind of tailor the show to our listeners and help us you know decide how we want to move forward with the show kind of what things to cover get stronger better faster baby mm-hmm. yeah just like kanye west my president count the my, votes my count count the votes <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> all right on that note do we have uh we have anything else we want to say christian i think that's it man yeah i agree i think this was a nice little uh exercise and uh you know I'm glad that we watched these movies. I was definitely hesitant to, to jump into it, but I think that it was worth it. And, um, yeah, I'm happy to, happy to have done this. So. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Bye-bye. Ciao.